Hi guys, I am back today with another episode. I missed you guys. I'm back. Finally got a little bit of downtime. My house is quiet. My daughter's gone for a second. So I can give you guys a quick episode without any interruptions. But I want to talk about more than one topic in this episode. So bear with me, guys. We're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. Um, and what I'm going to start doing, I know I did like a love talk series, but I want to start doing a girl talk series. And we just have girl talk. We can talk about any or everything. So this will be girl talk series part one. So when I just want to talk about random topics, hot topics, whatever, it's going to be called girl talk because I'm going to be talking to my girls. And if guys listen, that's cool too. I don't care, but I'm going to label it girl talk. Okay. So anyway, <clears throat> the first thing I want to talk about guys is that I'm super excited because my baby will be in town on Thursday. He's going to be in town for Thursday, Friday, I believe, and Saturday. He's visiting me, and it's his birthday weekend, and I'm super excited. Um, he's also going to be doing the podcast with me about the um, when friends, when relation. well, I guess when, sorry, I got to get my words together. <laughs> he's going to be joining me in the episode of, we're going to talk about how we, how we were, for, how we went from being but friends for 13 years to now being in a relationship and he's open to like talking about that with me so I'm super excited so when he comes look for that podcast episode I would say Thursday or Friday or Saturday at the latest but we're going to be giving that to you guys he's going to give you guys the male perspective on what he thinks about friend friends go from being just good friends to in a relationship I'm going to be giving you the female perspective so it's going to be fun I can't wait to do it with you guys look for it um but another thing I want to get into, guys, this is what I want to talk about. Has everyone heard about how Kanye West is talking about running for president and he's getting all this heat and flack for it and everyone's calling him a clown and all these things? Like, what does everybody think about that? This is my opinion, guys. And you know, I'm going to give you my opinion. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. This is how I feel about Kanye West trying to be our president. This is, this is really what the reality and what I feel about it. I feel like Kanye West needs to sit down somewhere. He needs to take a break from social media. The biggest issue for this man, he has a mental health issue. He's bipolar. He has issues. I get it. I sympathize with that side of him. I do. But I feel like he's doing too much. You know, you're trying to run for president now. You're trying to get people to vote for you. You can't even make a... He did. A, well, didn't he do a speech or some kind of... Uh, gathering a rally a few weeks ago when he was crying and having breakdowns you looked crazy Kanye no offense but you looked crazy boo so what I'm saying for you Kanye was Kim come get your husband that's what I'm going to say Kim come get your husband he needs to sit down somewhere I do not think in any way shape or form this man should be involved in politics right now it's too much going on in the world too much going on in this man's mind he needs to get the help he needs to get going to the ranch in Wyoming clearly didn't help him he need to like go get go really seek some help for longer than just a month or a few weeks. I mean, Kanye, come on now, come on now. And just a few a few months a few months ago, wasn't he riding Trump's tail feathers or whatever, or Trump's little tail or whatever? Yeah, y'all know what I'm trying to say. But he was just on Trump's back a few weeks ago, acting like he he loved Trump. That was a few months ago when he was on the bandwagon, wanting to talk to Trump and make America great again and now you're trying to run against the man and I, I'm just confused um who's voting for Kanye because I'm surely not um that's all I have to say about that furthermore this is how I feel 
no matter who we vote in the office, we're screwed. If we get Trump, we're screwed. If we get Kanye, we're screwed. If we get Joe Biden, we're screwed. I just feel like at the end of the day, we don't even have any good candidates. When Bernie, when Bernie Sanders left, that was our last good candidate. He's gone now, gone with the wind. Um, so we don't have any good candidates. That's all I'm going to say. But if I have to vote between Trump and Biden, of course, I'll pick Biden over Trump because I'm not voting for Trump. Clearly, I'm not. He won't get my vote. Um, <clears throat> that's not to say Biden is the Biden is the best president in the world because he's not. But I'll take him over Trump. Um, so anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, come get your husband, girl. Come get, Kanye, sit down somewhere. We don't need you running for president. We need you to get the help you need and stay off social media, please. That's all I have to say about that. Moving on. I keep seeing so much on social media about um, a lot of people speaking out about mental health. A lot of celebrities. And then people are dragging the celebrities. Like, has anyone heard of Azalea Banks? She's so problematic. She's always dragging or bashing somebody. Well, she spoke out about how she wanted to end her life. And then some people felt like, oh, I'm not going to feel sorry for her because she's a bully. Oh, she did this, she did that. Oh, why, why is everybody coming? <coughs> Some of them, I thought, I'm so sorry, guys. They're like, why is everybody coming out about mental health now? You got to be realistic. This is how I feel. And, and there was even a story about, if anyone knows who Tamar Braxton is, again, Tony Braxton's sister, how she had tried to commit suicide or whatever. And then you had Kia, that rapper. She used to sing that song, My Neck, My Back. The only song I know of hers. No offense to you, Kia Boo. But she has that little jury thing she does where you have it. I am the queen of the court or whatever crap she does. And everybody just loves it, I guess, apparently. And she's always dragging or talking about somebody. So she dragged and talked about Tamar trying to kill herself to get out the contract, which was over the top. And then when Azalea Banks brings up killing herself, y'all drag her. This is how I feel about it. A lot of times people don't get when you have mental illness, you can't always control what, what goes on with you a lot of the times. Azalea Banks... She has said some nasty things about people. She's rude. She's disrespectful. But that doesn't mean that... But sometimes when people are going through things, you got to kind of take that part of them out of the equation. And, and, and that part of you that has a heart has to go, hey, she's, she's not always so nice, but hey, she's going through something. Let me sympathize with her. So I feel like in a sense, even if we don't like something someone does or we think they're faking it or whatever, when someone is talking about a mental health issue... God forbid, I hope no one in this world will ever fake committing suicide. I hope no one ever in this world will fake depression, anxiety, or bipolar to get attention. Because if you are, you are one sick person. I pray like, you know what? That no one in this world would ever fake a mental illness. Because that is the most disgusting thing you could do. Especially for people that really are dealing with it every day. You should never, ever fake a mental illness. You should never, ever say that you are... um sick with depression or anxiety or bipolar or schizophrenia or whatever and you don't even have anything wrong with you that's why i said i hope and pray that nobody's faking that so for people that say are you faking it let's pray that people are out here actually faking this stuff because it's, it's real life um another thing i have to say about that is we just like i said you got to take that part if, if somebody does something negative or you don't like it or you don't believe their story the part of you that wants to be like negative take that part out of you and just try to sympathize with that person because we don't know what tamar went through when she tried to kill herself we don't know we don't know if it's true we don't know what to think but honestly i don't think she faked it i think she has been going through a lot you can see it spiraling out of control on her tv show with her family braxton family values you can see it spiraling out of control when she was ahead of show with her husband or ex-husband with vince the show vince and tamar you could just see that she was not happy 
So I think for me, I don't think Tamar faked having the suicide attempt. I think people are dragging her. I think they're being disrespectful. I think you got to think about things you say to people. It's just at some point, karma's going to come back to you. That's not fun to joke about. And furthermore, Azalea Banks has done things, but the part of me... <coughs> oh my God, y'all. <coughs> I'm like coughing up a storm. <coughs> but the part of me that... Like I said, I sympathize with the part of her that's the mental health part of her because I realized that some of these things she's done was probably due to her mental illness. So we got to think about stuff like that. Just don't, if you know someone is speaking out about a mental health issue, whether they're a celebrity, regular person or what, t- have a heart because you don't know what that person is going through. And with the pandemic and quarantine and COVID-19, everybody's going through something right now. It's tough on a lot of people. So just, just be nice, be sincere, be sweet about it, and, and have a heart. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, You know, it's just the world has so much going on. And then I want to say one more thing. One more thing. Can women just stop turning each other down? I see too much of it on social media. Why are, are women turning each other down? Why are women making people feel like they're not enough? The world turns us down enough as women. We don't need to do it to each other because it's just not cool. Stop turning your fellow woman friend down. Please. I see it too much on social media. I see too much of too much going on. It needs to stop. Just like in the black community, and I can speak on this because I'm African American. Just like in the black community, I feel like a lot of people constantly are colorists. They'll go it's always light skin dark skin why are we pitting light skin dark skin to get you, each other we're all black it doesn't matter why does like i saw some on instagram earlier where it was they were showing a list of black couples and one girl in the comments goes well why are all these couples light skin i don't see one black on black couple at all and i'm thinking they're all black black comes in all shades why does it matter if they're light skin dark skin brown skin karma whatever they're black who cares why does it matter I just never understand why people have to pick colorism and make it to this colorist thing that doesn't need to be. We're black. Who cares? We're black. It doesn't matter if we're dark skin, light skin, or whatever. Stop trying to make this colorist thing. And it's sad because the world already already does it to us, and we in the black community do it to ourselves. Like, stop it. Stop it. Doesn't matter. Um, but just as women, we need to come together more and be together more. We need to uplift each other more and stop putting each other down so much. You know, people go through things every day, but the world is already against us. So we need to rise up like Beyonce said. Who runs the world, girls? You know, we need to come together as one. Be better. Do better. <clears throat> and it's sad because it's always a lot of older black women. I see a lot of younger black women do it too. And I see all races do it, not just black. But I'm just saying, why is it like we got to get ourselves together? We really do. But... Um, I just, this is crazy. And so since I've been in therapy guys, and you guys know that, um, I want to do something with you guys today. So my therapist has been giving me tools and, and all kinds of assignments and, and, um, coping mechanisms. And so I make better decisions in dating. Of course I've made a good decision now because I'm dating my best friend of 13 years so I made a good decision on that one um but I want you guys to really I don't want any woman out there to go through what I've been through I don't want anybody to 
feel what I felt. I don't want anybody to go through it. So I thought I would do something with you guys. This is for my ladies to help you guys out, to give you like signs, red flags slash signs he's not the one. And these are, I trust me, I've probably seen a lot of these signs and, and still stayed with the person I shouldn't have been with. But I'm going to do that with you guys right now. Um, and let me see. So, I'm just going to go through some sites, some websites I found on Google that give you signs he's not the one. I'm also going to give you my own advice from my mouth as well because I've been through all this. So, one website I went to is called elitedaily.com. Check them out. And they say seven red flags. He's not the one no matter how much you want him to be. So, the first flag is you really wanted to be in a relationship. They said before you met this person, did you really, really want to be in a relationship? Did it feel like all your friends and acquaintances were settling down? It was just time. For you, I I think in the past I have been that girl. I've been that girl that I meet a guy, I probably don't know him that well, trying to get to know him, but I want a relationship because I look around me and I see all these happy couples and all these things. I'm like, oh, I got to be in a relationship because Tia got a man and I need a man. So you feel like sometimes you see all these happy couples, but we got to thank guys. A lot of couples that appear to be happy are not actually that happy. It's all a front for the internet. Like I look at YouTube couples. Some of those couples, I, I, I used to be that girl. I look at those videos and go, man, I'm jealous. I wish I was her. I wish I was him. They got a cute relationship. I want that. But then you got to think about it. Those same YouTube couples, half time, they're not happy behind the scenes. When there's a camera in front of their face, they're going to front and pretend like they're happy because they got to make their money. You got to get that check. That's their only income. Most of them, that's their only income. Some of them have businesses, not all, but some, that's the only income. So they got to look, look good for the camera. But then a few weeks or a month later, you get a video from the girl, usually, or the guy. Me and Shana done broke up. Well, I ain't want to tell y'all this on camera, but we ain't been getting along. We're not happy, but blah, blah, blah. And I see that so much. Then they want to come back a week later like, well, we've made up now. And it's like, we just go through things like everybody else. It's like, what? We get it. I get it. But don't. what I'm trying to say, guys, is don't idolize these YouTube couples. Don't idolize these internet couples. Because a lot of times, they're not what they portray to be. You idolize your own relationship. Make your own relationship goals. Don't say, that's why I hate when people say, that relationship is goals. No, you think it's goals, but you're not behind the scenes because you don't know what really goes on with the, that guy and girl. So you got to think about it. I see it so much with YouTube. I think YouTube couples are the most ones, to me, the most toxic because they appear to be so happy on camera. And then you, you get a video a few weeks later that they're they break, breaking up or this is this was a front. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at all that stuff and weigh the options out because I think a lot of it I mean I gotta be real live like I said you, you getting a check from YouTube of course I'm gonna be on camera front like I'm happy with you I'm getting me a check I gotta make our money right but half the time they're not happy so it's rare that I do some YouTube couples I look at their videos and you can tell they're real and genuine you can see it it's not about the money they're not arguing behind the scenes they're really a genuine couple and it's rare to see that in most couples videos but I see a lot of them so many couples now want to do pranks I'm pranking you I'm pranking it's like come on now you telling me you live with that person every day you don't realize you're being pranked it's like at some point it starts to look fake because it's like come on you telling me every day you and johnny waking up there's not a camera set around your house he's not pranking you he pranked you yesterday you, so you don't realize he's pranking you again today come on now it just doesn't seem realistic to me and i think that pranks for me if i was you know just to do um pranks every day is ridiculous i think because I think it kind of takes away from the channel, for one, because nobody wants to see pranks every day. Two, at some point, doesn't it get old to keep pranking your significant other? It, looks, it just looks crazy. It gets you probably the most money and views, but it gets old. Speaking of YouTube channel, guys, so my, I just want to throw this out there. My man, 
he actually wants to start a couple's YouTube channel with me. And I'm like, what? I was kind of like, I don't know about that, but he wants to start a channel. So we may be starting a channel. So I will keep you guys updated on that as well. Me and him are supposed to be starting our own YouTube channel. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know when we're starting it exactly but he wanted it was his idea like let's start this channel babe but if we start a channel we definitely ain't gonna be doing no pranks this is gonna be mukbangs probably and just like vlogs and stuff like that just to get to know us but it's not gonna be no pranks and nothing too crazy so don't think it's gonna be crazy because it's not it's gonna be calm and mellowed out i want to be a real youtube couple not a fake one that just you know does anything for views so if i do start a channel with him and we decide to do it and whenever we do it it's gonna be real and genuine all right uh, let me move on to the next one because I know I talk too much, y'all. All right, moving on to number two. You daydream about a future wedding or being married, not a future with them. I'm not even going to lie, guys. In a lot of my relationships, I have daydreamed about a wedding or a future. You know, because we all want to get, most of us want to get married and have kids and have this happy future. So I have daydreamed about that with a lot of men I've dated. And I'm like, mm, I want to get married and have kids. And, and you just play that out. But sometimes you picture it with that person. Sometimes you just picture it in general. So I've been there. Um, number three is you try to change them. Oh, I'm guilty. I've been in a lot of relationships where the guy was not what I wanted. But I kept trying to change him to make him what I wanted. And you got to realize as women, we cannot change a man. A man has to change because he wants to change. If he doesn't want to change, he's not going to change for you. So we have to realize that um, if you <clears throat> are in any kind of relationship that you cannot change anybody. The person has to change because they want to change. You can't make them change. If a man loves you enough, he'll make those changes. But nine times out of ten, he's going to make those changes for himself. You know, so you got to look at that. And to me, that's the best way to do it. If you're going to make changes, make it for you, not for anybody else. So I feel like you can't change someone. It took me a long time to realize that I cannot change a guy. I just can't do it. And so that's why, again, that's why it comes down to when you're in the dating game, you got to set boundaries. You got to Weigh out your options. If you see something in the guy you don't like, cut that guy off right then and there before you even get into a relationship stage. Because that then when you get in it, you don't have to worry about trying to change anybody because you've already reduced all the stress. To me, you've already cut out the parts of them that the parts that you don't like and you cut that person off so you can find the person that actually has what you want, is what I'm trying to say. And I've also learned that in therapy, so All right, sorry guys, I was texting somebody, but um, all right. So like I was saying, as we're getting into this, um, but yeah, so that's something that I've done too. I'm guilty. Oh my god, is it like? All right, number four, you worry someone better is out there. I've, I'm guilty of that too. I think as women we do worry. A lot of times we don't feel like we're enough. I've been guilty of that in a lot of my relationships. I never felt like I was enough. Well, I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like who I was was what they, you know, they wanted or what they were supposed to have. So I would always worry about, are they going to find someone better out there and it's not me? Um, and I think that comes with self-love. You have to learn to love yourself. You have to learn to treat yourself good because if you don't have that self-love or anything, that causes you to kind of feel insecure and, and not have that self-esteem there to, to not realize that you are enough, you know. Then five is you compete with other couples. I don't think I've ever been that girl to compete with another couple. I'm like way too old for that, for one. I'm not that that old, y'all. But two, I'm not competing with another couple. Who does that? Like, 
I'm not. I'm sure people people do that, but I'm not competing with anybody else. My relationship, my relationship, your relationship, your relationship. There's no competition. Like we're just two different people. Um, let me see. Six is you are worried they don't fit into your long-term plans. Yes, that has happened to me a lot as well. When I was in my last two-year relationship, I felt like he did not fit into my long-term plans. He both wanted two different things in the end. He didn't want to get married. He didn't want to have any more kids. He didn't want this future. He didn't want to move that had to be with me. He wanted to stay in his hometown. And I was ready to, like, move in together because it had been two years. I was ready to, like, start a family or have another child. I was ready to get married. And I felt like after two years, he just did not know what he wanted. And so in the end, he did not fit into my long-term plans. And that's why we ended. And seven, you refuse to let go, to let the relationship go. It's been a lot of times where I've been that girl as well. Like, I hold on to a lot of my relationship longer than I should. I know I'm not happy, but I don't want to lose the person or lose that. The memories are any... Well, the memories never go because they stay in your head. But you just know sometimes you don't want to lose that person. You know they're not for you, but you don't want to let them go because you don't want to be alone. I've been there before, too. But we have to learn to let go because I feel like when we don't let go, we hold on to something that God doesn't want us to have. And the right guy for us is probably out there, but we're holding on to the wrong person, so we'll never know. So that's something I had to teach myself, too. But, yeah, those are great tips. All right, so he's. this is another website. It's called thetalko.com, and it's, this is called He's Not the One 22 emotional red flags that prove it let me see hold on i gotta 22 he's needy i don't know have i ever dated a needy i did when i was in my abusive relationship for two years he was very needy he always wanted to be up under me um he always wanted me to come to his house constantly um a lot of the guys i've dated they weren't as needy they wanted to see me i wanted to see them but I don't feel like they were that needy, but he was very needy. He always wanted me to be with him and nobody else. So that's a scary sign. It's also, to me, a little obsessive and a little scary. And if you have a guy that's super needy and clean, he's most likely going to be in that controlling stage at some point because he wants to be with you all the time. And that's not a good sign um, at all. At all. 21, he's down on himself. So if you date a guy that's insecure, I don't know. Have I dated an insecure guy before? Probably in my abusive relationship. And I would say that because he always wanted me to be underneath him. I would go out with my girlfriends to hang out, and he would constantly call me like, where you at? Where you at when you coming home? And they'd be like, I'm out with my girlfriends having a good time. I'm coming right back to your house. Relax. So it would be crazy. I mean, you got to think. You don't want somebody that has no self-esteem because he's just basically going to bring you down. Um, let's see. I don't know. All right, let me look at... I don't really like those questions. Let me go to another one. All right, so this is another website. I don't know, guys. I was reading those questions. I was like, I don't like these questions. All right, so this is another website. I'm sorry, guys. I just didn't like those questions. They were weird. All right, anyway, so this new website is called peacequarters.com. And this is 25 Red Flags. He's not the one for you. The first flag is your relationship started while he was still with his ex. I don't think I've ever dated somebody that was still in a relationship with their ex. I don't think I ever would. To me, it's like if I'm about to get into a situation with you, you can't have no attachments to no female. Because if you got attached to another girl, there ain't even no point of us even trying to be together. Because I'm not going to be nobody's side chick. I'm not going to be the girl on the side. No, no, no. 
So if you are female, female out there and you're dating somebody that's still with their ex, you need to, yeah, you need to walk, run. Don't walk, run. I don't think I've ever done that. That's that's definitely not a good sign at all. Two, he refuses to acknowledge your relationship in public. The only person I think, for me in all my relationships, most guys pretty much acknowledge me. They introduced me as their friends. They were, We whipped places together. Nothing was hidden. Um, for the most part, everything, I just feel like in my last talking situation, he never wanted to give me a title. And that kind of was like, so I feel like he was acknowledging me, but not, basically not acknowledging me in the way that I wanted him to. Because after all the time of talking, I was ready to go to the next level. And he wasn't, I guess. So yeah, if you're dating somebody and they don't acknowledge you in public and they hide you, definitely don't be with that person because that's not a good sign. Three, you are putting in all the effort. I'm guilty. I think if you are putting in more effort than the man, something is clearly, clearly, clearly wrong. You should never put in more effort than the man. Y'all should be equal. If he's pretty much not not keeping his commitments, not being consistent, not doing what he says he's going to do, he's not the one for you. You want a man that's going to put all the effort in that you put in. It should not be 100% on one and 50% on the other. It needs to be right in the middle. Y'all both should be giving 100%, maybe even 110%. But you both should be putting all the effort. It shouldn't be one person doing everything. And I've done that in a lot of my relationships. Because a lot of the guys I date can't communicate. Which I get my therapist told me that most men don't know how to communicate well. Which is, what if he learns and that's great. So I'm getting that and I'm understanding that. But I definitely, um, definitely, like I said, if you're putting all the effort and doing everything, please run. Don't walk, like I said. Four, he doesn't respect your boundaries. Boundaries are so important, and I'm learning that in therapy as well, guys. My therapist is teaching me that boundaries are really, really important. You have to have boundaries. That's something in the past I didn't always have. You have to have boundaries because you need to be able to tell people what you don't like and what you don't want. Set boundaries. That's so important because now that I'm in therapy, I'm learning that even with anybody in my life, I have to have boundaries. Even with my guy friend, now that we're dating, I still have boundaries with him. I say, hey, we may be good best friends for 13 years, but I'm giving you some boundaries too of things that I like and don't like, you know, and you have to have that with anybody in your life because if not, people will run all over top of you because you never put your boundaries down and said, this is what I want and what I don't want. So you have to, like, if you don't want to sleep with him and he's pushing you, cut him off. He can't make you do anything you don't want to do. If he's forcing you to do anything, give him money, whatever, just cut it off. Number five, he tries to monopolize your time, relationships, and acts for access to your phone, email, and Facebook. Now, if you dating a guy like that, he's controlling. I'm not, I, I don't mind if my significant other has the password to my phone because I don't have nothing to hide in my phone. If I'm dating you, I'm dating you. Ain't nobody else going to be in my phone texting me like that besides my girlfriends or family or whatever. So, I don't mind giving someone my passwords, but if it's somebody being demanding, like, I got to see what you're doing all the time, and it's not, no. You don't need to be stalking me like that. And I feel like some couples do give each other their passwords. If you do, that's great, but... I would I would only want to do that if that was my husband. I'm not just going to do it for a random boyfriend. Because if he's my husband, then cool. I'll give my husband my password. Why not? He's my husband. I mean, he should be able to have that. But if he's just a boyfriend, I would say no. Because you break up today or tomorrow, and you got to change all your passwords. I've made those mistakes in the past, guys. Where I've given guys my Netflix password or Hulu. And then they'll be like, oh, then we break up. And I have to, like, literally the next day or that same night, got to get on Hulu and Netflix and change the password so they have no access to it. Um, so it's crazy. But I have, I've had to do that a lot, y'all. A lot. Um, but, but, yeah, if someone's definitely trying to do all that extra stuff with you, just to trying to, like, basically look at all your stuff and, and see what you're doing, that's definitely another thing, you, sign you need to run. 
you don't approve of his money habits. <clears throat> a lot of men I've noticed through dating, they are not good with money. They blow through money. They they don't have bank accounts. They 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 just they they're not good with money. So I think for a lot of men and a lot of men I've dated in the past, they always came to me for money. They didn't have money. Oh, I didn't get paid. Oh, oh, I don't have money for this. Can you help me? And me being a fool at the time, I would give it to them. But now I refuse to give a man money because I'm in therapy. I'm learning. I will not give a man any money anymore because I'm a single parent for one. Two, he's a grown man. I should not give him any money. And three, he shouldn't be asking me to begin with. I'm not his wife. So I've learned that if a man is coming to you for money and and y'all have to worry about finances and he's not good with money, run. You want a man that actually does have a savings and check-ins and he actually does know how to budget his money. Because if he can't budget his money, what are y'all going to do when y'all get married one day and live together? Y'all gonna, he going to throw everything on you? So I think it's so important that if you do date a guy, that make sure you date a guy that's financially stable. And he's not always hitting you up for money and that he's good with his money and his finances. Because a lot of guys I've dated are not. Um, seven, he has a completely different moral compass than you. So you guys always want to make sure when you date, you got to date a guy with good morals. I have made those mistakes in the past of dating guys that did not believe in the same thing as me, but I settled. Um, so I think it's so important that you have someone that shares the same values as you. Because I'm learning for me, my values are I want a man that goes to church. I want a man that believes in God. I want a man that's financially stable. I want a man that, um, you know... Is honest, loyal, faithful, trustworthy, things like that. Those just random things I threw out there. But, like, I want someone that has the same values as me. Like, if somebody was saying, hey, I'm atheist, I don't believe in God, that person wouldn't be for me because I know my values lie where I do go to church and I do believe there's a God. So, for me, that person that's atheist, I'm not judging anybody who is atheist, but that wouldn't be somebody for me because I know what I want. So, it's always... And what I'm finding from my therapist as well, it's nothing wrong with having standards. Everybody's different. So don't if somebody comes to you and they get mad because you don't you don't have the same religion as them or they get mad at you because you don't want to date them because they got five or six kids you have the right to say no as my therapist is teaching me it's okay to say no you don't have to oblige and do anything you don't want to do we can do what we want to do we don't have to do something just because a man wants us to so just remember that guys keep that in mind that's really important as well um Number eight, you don't like his friends. I've been in a lot of relationships where I did not get along with the person's friends. Like when I was dating my two-year relationship with my abusive ex, I did not like any of his friends. They were all, to me, losers. They were, in my opinion, they were losers. All they wanted to do was drink, do drugs. And I just didn't feel like they had any mindset of wanting to do anything with their life. And you know, when you date somebody, you usually tell them that about their friends. They don't believe you. Then my ex of two years, the recent ex of two years, his friends, he just had friends that always kind of used, in a sense, used him. He had one friend rob his house. He had other friends that always had an attitude with him. It was just like, what is up with guys and the friends they pick? And they say, oh, I grew up with this friend. You grew up with them, but why do they treat you like this, you know? So, I don't know. It's something about guys, like, you know. And, and as girls, we're going to tell our man, like, we don't like your friend, but they're still going to choose to be friends with them because that's just guys for some weird reason. I don't know. Um... So you got to look at that stuff, too, because to me, the company you keep says a lot about you. So if you see a dating a guy or you see a guy that likes you, but you know something about his friends ain't right, run. Because he's going to be probably like those friends. He's not going to believe you. He's going to be like, oh, these are my friends of 20 years. I'm not letting them go for you. And Don't even get, get that far. Just run. <laughs> Number nine is he's constantly in a conflict with someone. 
Oh my God, y'all, let me tell you about this. So in my last talking situation with Oscar, same scenario. He was always in conflict with somebody. He got into it with his uh, dad and sister. He got, you know, he, he was always in conflict. He always had something going on. He always uh, was upset with somebody. It's always with something going on. It was just like, is this even real? Like, how do you have all this conflict with all these different people? Like, I, and trust me, I've dated guys like that. Every time you turn around, they got drama. They got something going on. And it's like, come on now. So you got to think about that, guys. If you're dating a guy that's always in some beep, he's not the one for you because he's always going to have drama. And drama is not good in any relationship. You don't want drama. So I feel like, uh, yeah, run. Number 10, constantly throws out ultimatums to get their way. A lot of men do that because they want to get their way. They throw ultimatums out. I've been dating guys like that. Well, you better do what I say this way or, or I'm leaving you. I'm doing this. I've been there, done that with guys. Back then, I would give in to it because I didn't know any better. Now that I'm older, it's like if someone, especially now that I'm in therapy, if someone gives me ultimatums and I don't like them, then I'm going to be like, well, leave then. I'm not going to stop you. You got to remember that, guys. Like when guys do that crazy crap, just let it go. Don't even chase them. Just run because it's not worth it. Why should we have to sit there and be told what we have to do if we don't do a certain thing they're going to do this or do that let them go they're not worth it um all right so number 11 is he's talented at making negative comments some men you date are negative i've dated some positive men i've dated some negative men i think like i said it's, it just all depends who you date but you want somebody on the same vibe as you you have a negative person, it's going to make you negative. That's why I'm so big on having positive people in my life. Because when you have positive people around you, everything in your life is positive. There's no negativity there. So it's so important that you date somebody that's on the same vibe as you as far as positivity. And 12, he hasn't learned to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. A lot of guys do things and don't apologize. In my last talking situation, he would always... I would always apologize for if I made a mistake. But I've done this in all my relationships. Guys never want to admit they're wrong. So I'm always like, I'm sorry about what happened last night. But they'll never come to me and say, hey, you know, Sherelle, I messed up. I'm sorry, too. It's always me trying to make things right. And if you find out that you always are the main one apologizing and making things right, something ain't right. Because, you know, it takes two to start an argument. So I feel like for me, if you can never admit you're wrong then and apologize for it, then something ain't right. I want somebody that's my equal when it comes to things like that. I don't want to feel like I'm always the one apologizing when they do wrong, too. So, 13, he can't let things go and it, and gets hysterical during a disagreement, citing everything you have ever done wrong. That's happened to me in a lot of my relationships. Guys will tell me everything I've done wrong, and I'm looking at them like, what have you done wrong, Johnny? Have Did you not forget what you did last week or last night or whatever? So, that's not the type of man I want to be with now that I'm in a better place. Like I, would, I don't want to be with someone that's constantly telling me what I'm doing wrong when they're doing wrong too, but of course they're making it all about me. A lot of people like to do that to, I notice they kind of take the attention off themselves. They try to flip the table onto you and go, well, no, it's about you, 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 and really it's about them, but they don't want you to put it on them. So they're going to try to put it on you and make you feel bad. And I've noticed that a lot with men. Um, he refuses to be accountable and lays the blame elsewhere. I think that's just a man thing, guys. Some men are just don't want to be accountable. 
I always can admit when I'm wrong. I may not admit in that exact moment, but eventually I'll be like, I was wrong. I'm sorry. But a lot of people can't admit to that. They're like, no, it was your fault, your fault, your fault. And I've dated a lot of men like that. So it's just ridiculous. But you don't want to be with somebody like that. Just just run. It's, why should you be taking the blame for something that they did? It's not okay. Um, it's never okay. Um, these questions are long, guys. Um, he lies about his whereabouts. Have I dated a guy that lied about his whereabouts? I don't know if I have or I haven't, to be real with y'all. I don't think I have, though, because most of the time when I date guys, they usually tell me where they are, and they usually do end up being where they are, um, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He is cruel and neglectful to his pets or animals. I've never dated a guy that was mean to animals, so I, don't, I can't speak on that. But if you have a guy like that, please let him go, because I wouldn't allow anybody to be mean to my dog. Constantly belittles or downplays your accomplishments. Some men are like that. Like I said, my abusive relationship was like that. Um, he has to be right all the time. And some men do. If they're not right, then you're wrong. Um, he has violent or dangerous reactions when angry. Yep. A lot of my exes had tempers, and they would get very aggressive with me. I remember one time in my past relationship that I was dating this guy, and we got into a huge argument because a guy that I used to talk to texted my phone. Now, I didn't respond to the guy. But my ex happened to be beside me with my phone lit up, and he saw the message, and he freaks out. And so we got into this huge, huge blow-up. And I remember we ended up getting in my car, driving to this random parking lot, vacant parking lot, and we were just arguing and yelling at each other. And it was like, are you kidding me? It was so ridiculous and stupid, and um, it, it was crazy. But then I had an incident, too, where a guy... I was dating. He got mad at me. We were at Pizza Hut. We were supposed to be eating. He got mad because I made a comment about something in the bathroom. So I come out and we got into a huge blow up. We storm out the building. He's yelling at me. I was like, I'm leaving you here. He's like, no, you're not. He grabs the keys out of my hand, pulls them. Mind you, when he when he jerks the keys out of my um out of my hand, my finger starts to bleed. And so he was like walking all the way down the street and I'm like, come back with my keys. And then finally, after like 10 minutes of walking, he comes back and we go home. But I was like, seeing those moments of guys I dated get like that, it just makes me think like, Sherelle, you, you really put up with more crap than what you should have. Um, he depends on you to make him happy. I think for me and all my relationships, it was the other way around. Why I depended on the man make me happy. I don't think a man has ever used me for happiness before. Um, there's a double standard going on. I mean, some men are like that. He disrespects or treats your family, friends, and service people poorly. I don't think I've had a guy disrespect my parents or disrespect um, my family before my friends. He never discussed the future with you. Um, most guys I date, I do bring up the future. And most of the time, we have talked about futures together. Um, his sense of humor is always sarcastic and biting towards you. 25, he thinks you can do no wrong or wants to change you. Yeah, I have had guys try to change me a lot. So, um... Alright guys, that's enough because this is like going on 38 minutes of a podcast. I apologize. Um, I'm going to end this. I hope you guys enjoyed this first Girl Talk Part 1 series. Keep a lookout for more Girl Talk series, guys. And I'll be back soon. Um, Peace and love.